Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and partner, Ananga Sevier. And we are celebrating our 12th anniversary. We just came off of a wonderful promotion and we're so grateful to all of you who participated, who joined us and who made the investment in the Anxiety Slayer Academy courses that we offer. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoy the courses and we really appreciate that you keep coming back and have been supporting us for as long as you have. Today, we're going to be answering a listener question that really hits home right now. And that is my biggest problem right now is overthinking. It's so bad. I can't concentrate. What's best for this? So today, Ananga and I are going to be speaking about Ayurveda's answer to overthinking because it's something we all do on occasion. And sometimes it can be just far, far too much and far too overwhelming, but there is hope. There are answers and there are things you can do. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. How does Ayurveda see the mind? Ayurveda teaches that the mind is the coordinator of all the information that's brought into it by our five senses. So the mind is the place that gathers all the information that comes in and makes it work together. So, for example, through the mind, what the eyes see and what the ears hear come in as separate pieces of information from those two senses, but the mind makes it all work, combines it together and makes it work and makes sense of that incoming information. So the mind is seen as a sixth sense. It's also seen in Ayurveda as an organ of action because it's processing information, but then it directs us to respond or react. So it's seen as a sixth sense because it's compiling all the incoming information from our senses. And then to that, it adds a mental and emotional component for understanding. And I suspect that when we're feeling anxious or when we're off or when our dosha is out of balance, this is where we get ourselves into trouble with overthinking and looping thoughts and, and all of that. Let's, let's dig into a little bit more about understanding the stream of thought. Yeah. So the mind is described as being like a river of thought. So the thoughts are flowing through all the time, constantly. Sometimes they might flow gently. That's what we're going to be talking about, helping, <laughs> helping that be the case. Sometimes we might have white water rapids in the mind. That's when we're anxious and we're churned up and the mind might be clear and we can see what's going on in there or it might be polluted. But one thing for sure, it's always moving and left to its own devices, the mind will always start spinning stories and pull us down a rabbit hole. What's that saying? An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Mm. 
So that's the mind left to its own devices. It, it gets to work on some pretty dark and disturbing thoughts. It sure does. And I know that that has been the case. I've had that experience many times. I know you have, and I know our listeners have, but it isn't where you need to live. And there's so much that you can do when things are in balance. And when we're in balance and have a good mental and emotional resilience, our intelligence can see right through that, can see right through what the mind is doing and check it. But as I mentioned, when we're out of balance, uh, we might follow that mind right down that rabbit hole and that and we don't want to do that. It's certainly not pleasant. You know, as you were talking, I was uh, remembering hearing a story a few years ago from um, somebody that explained that once he was stood in water where the current was so strong that if you were just ankle deep, it would pull you off your feet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a brilliant an analogy for the power of the mind when the thoughts are running fast and we can just get swept away. And it's not something we need to be um, hard on ourselves about. I, in my personal experience, I think it's really helped me and my anxiety to understand the nature of the mind and how it works. And then the next question naturally is what can we do about it? How can we help the currents be less strong and how can we help how we are operating through our minds. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And often we feel at the mercy of our mind. And I mean, I just had this happen, I don't know, 10 days ago with some test results. And after doing some tapping and working with you, thank you so much. And remembering that I was letting my mind get away from me. That, that I actually do have some power and influence over what I'm thinking by making choices. Choices in lifestyle, diet, entertainment, company we keep, whatever it is that, that needs to be in front of you right now. We're making so many choices every single day, right? So one of them can be to realize that with every choice, you can ask your mind to, okay, sit down over there in the naughty chair or wherever. (laughs) Like, thank you for looking out for me, but this is not the story we're going to spin. We're going to make some, some choices and we're going to change the outcome with our choices. The other thing is one of the best ways to influence your mind is to keep good company. If I, in that moment, didn't have you to reach out to, to hold space, to listen, and to help me untangle where my mind was taking things, I would have been low for so much longer. But because of the work we did together and because of, you know, it just, it made such a big difference. And so please be mindful of the company that you keep. And I pray that you have a friend like I do in Ananga that can kind of help you untangle whatever has you feeling jankly. Yeah, and good company doesn't have to be one-on-one. It's wonderful when it is, but it doesn't have to be. There are influences in my life who have helped me enormously who are no longer living in their bodies. There are others who I've never met who have a tremendous steadying effect on my mind. I have a series of lecturers that I'll go to if I'm feeling exhausted and, and low, and I'll just feed my mind just by hearing. Me too. And sometimes I might be really sick and I'll just have to prop myself up with a cushion and a blanket and put the headphones in and just, 
you know, drip. <laughs> it's like being on a drip. Put your headphones in your ear and let the good stuff come in because the mind really responds very well to nutrition. Yeah, it sure does. We have a relationship of influence with our mind. If we're thinking fearful thoughts, then the flow of the mind becomes fearful. That's the current, that's the flavor of the mind, and that's what it will keep churning up. If we have positive thoughts, the mind becomes more settled and the mind becomes happier. And it's easily said. I know it's easier said than done, but we do have that point of influence. And if we can catch hold of that and experiment with it and apply it, we will have a better experience. Mm. And with Ayurveda, Ayurveda offers the oldest understanding of what we now know and call neuroscience and brain cells that fire together, wire together. So fortunately, we do have the ability to rewire our minds. It makes me think of don't always believe what you think or health is a matter of continual adjustment, like sailing a ship upon the sea. It cannot be permanently achieved. David Frawley said that in Ayurveda and the Mind, which I know is a book you've probably read. I don't even know how many times I've, I've read it once. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's falling apart. Yeah. But yeah, I've got so many highlights. It's so incredibly important to remember that, that we don't uh, make choice and change and get to this destination and, and that's where we are. We're constantly flowing and changing and adjusting our sails and being mindful of the wind and the temperature and all of that stuff, right? That's, that's a natural part of being a human being. It's a natural part of life. It's not something to all of a sudden get forlorn about and be sad at like, Oh, well, you know, I, I was just doing so well over here. And then this happened. Yeah. That. And so now you adjust your sales and it doesn't take away from how well you were doing. It's just showing you and giving you the opportunity, the invitation to now make some new choices. Precisely. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the West, we do have kind of this rigidity of expectation that we expect to be happy and we expect things to be okay. Or we're very invested emotionally in being happy and have things be okay. But this understanding that I learned from David Frawley brings a, a real, first of all, it brings a fluidity and a, a way that we can adjust ourselves to the wind. It's quite a poetic way to live. Mm -hmm. It brings acceptance and it stops that rigidity where if we're resisting something and we, you know, we hit the rocks hard, it's one solid force against another when we're resisting we become another rock and there's a lot more damage than if we can just kind of flow around things a little bit and, and live with that graceful acceptance that there's going to be storms, there are going to be rocks. And the better we learn to sail and the better we take care of our ship and ourselves, the better we'll come out of it. Mm. It's not always an easy teaching, but, it, but it's how it is. So if we're resisting it, we're going to get dinged up more mentally. We sure are. After the break, we'll talk about how to help build peace in your mind. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been a few times in my life where I've needed some extra support and wish I had an option for online support. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. To be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help, 
It is professional counseling done securely online, and their service is available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, we were talking about health being a matter of continual adjustment and how important it is for us to check in with ourselves and, and notice where we're at and to make the choices we need to make when things are feeling a bit off. In this case, when we're struggling with overthinking and letting our mind run the show. Now we'd like to dig into how you can build some more peace in your mind. There are several things that you can do to slow and clear your stream of thought. At the top of the list is avoiding stimulants in your diets and in your habits. And this, you've heard us a million times say, please be mindful of caffeine and your caffeine intake. Have as little as possible, especially if you struggle with anxiety and overthinking and all of the things that you're here for, right? Right at the top of the list. And when we're talking about avoiding stimulants and habits, what does that look like for you, Ananga? I've been really careful with getting caught with social media and uh, being careful to duck in and out according to what I need to do for our work and not get caught scrolling. And the challenge with that is the more tired we are, the less resistance we have. So to really look at how things are affecting us and look at all things, how they're affecting us. If you're interested in entertainment that raises your heart rate, is that a good choice for you? You know, looking at how we feel after we engage in any activity gives us a chance to make an adjustment. And just this week, I have a nephew who's uh, sick at the moment. So he messaged me and asked if I wanted to play Mario Kart with him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in my house and he's in his and we chat and my daughter's playing and his partner's playing and we're chatting together and and racing each other online. And after about five minutes, I realized my head was spinning. Yeah. You know, with the, the music. Realizing I'm a bit of an old lady for these kind of things now, <laughs> trying to trying to beat the young ones, being a bit competitive, talking, laughing, watching the thing on the screen, trying to steer around this crazy upside down track, and I noticed it was bringing my vutter up really fast, yeah, really quickly. And if I continued, I was going to feel unwell, so I had to limit my time. So that's uh. That's one example of how it looks like for me, just looking how how we're responding to things and if they're making us feel spun out. I had to do that with a program on Netflix that was recommended that I watch. And and it was really well cast and good writing, but it was it just went really dark. And it went really dark in in the kind of way that I I cannot do just can't. And so I thought, okay, am I being too sensitive? Let's see. I'll watch one more episode. And it's like, nope. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's it. That's it. I don't care how much I appreciate that this is well done and and etc. It's not good for me. It's making me feel uncomfortable. And I'm not, I don't want to choose this. I don't, I'm already doing the very best I can to make as many choices to be peaceful and in my happy Zen place. Mm-hmm. Choices that slow and clear the stream of thought, like yoga. My yoga practice is incredibly important to me. And anytime I get away from it, there's a very quick reminder to get back into it. And even if that's not, and I'm not going to a gym, I'm doing my own practice in my own home. And even if it's three or four postures, that's enough to get back into my body and breathe and rest. Resting our senses is so nice. Putting your devices on airplane mode or just being offline for as long as you can. One of the things that we're doing at home is when my husband gets home from work, he works long hours and we don't have as much time as we used to have together. So the phones just kind of get put aside until I'm off to take my bath or what, you know, and so that we're, so that we're together and, and being with each other instead of being drawn to our devices or, oh, look at this, or I wanted to show you this picture, or did you see this video? Or isn't that, do you know what I mean? It's like so easy to, to do that. So all of these things help us slow and clear our, our stream of thought, but also help us be in the present moment with our loved ones or with ourselves. Sometimes just that quiet time, whether it be for meditation, whether it be for a hot bath, whether it be to read a book that is like a book of poetry is really what I'm getting at. Not so much following a story, but just something that, that is beautiful, that is lovely, that just lifts you up. Yeah, something that feeds our mind, but feeds it like a good meal. Mm-hmm. Not fast food, not junk food, something hearty and wholesome that you're eating with loved ones, feeding the mind good thoughts. And I find this analogy of the stream of thought really, really helpful because if you think about stimulants and stimulating activities and behaviors, you can see that they make kind of whirlpools and they stir up the surface of the mind. So it's very easy to see how those things can agitate our stream of thought and churn it up. And then it makes us feel more ungrounded, more anxious, or we feel kind of um, chattery. Yeah. Like you're chattering along at yes. too high speed. You feel like you're in one of the cars on Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, the visual of you playing Mario Kart is, is <laughs> so good for me right now. oh my goodness gracious let's uh let's talk about the relationship between our breath and our thoughts yeah yoga and ayurveda both teach that our thoughts are, are churned up by the rate of our breath if our breathing is steady and calm it has a direct influence on our mind so the breath is another entry point for cultivating calm and sometimes when we're anxious we've, we've kind of our we get this tension in our neck and shoulders our shoulders get too close to our ears and we're kind of hunched and our posture isn't good and we're not emptying our lungs properly we're not exhaling properly and we go into this rapid shallow breathing 
And it starts to cause anxiety symptoms because we're not using our lungs well and it stirs up our rate of thought. It's a very simple teaching, but it has a profound effect on how calm and clear we feel in our mind. So even just taking time each day to practice a nice breathing practice and yoga and Ayurveda both offer these pranayam teachings. And I think we have at least two on uh, our Patreon recorded with music where you can follow step by step and just spend a few minutes each day with this just practice of using your lungs nicely, following these breathing practices. It's good for our health, it's good for our immunity, and it's really good for bringing some calm and clarity to the mind. Mm. And as soon as you talk about the breath, I just want to say, okay, let's all take a nice deep cleansing breath together. <laughs> let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Drop your shoulders, make your face nice and soft, and just take a nice deep breath in. Fill your belly, fill your lungs, and then exhale, either through your nostrils or through your mouth, whichever most comfortable. And again. And you can sigh it out. You can, you can do it just, I mean, two breaths right there and you drop right in. Yeah. It's like a reset for the mind. It's like it responds very quickly when you're giving it attention and you respond to your breath. It makes a big difference. And the more we practice it, the quicker we can drop into it. Mm. For those that feel anxiety around breathing, and that can be a point of fixation, we have tapping sessions. Uh, available again on Patreon. And I think there's also one on our website um, where you can follow a guided tapping practice for making peace with anxiety around your breathing. And also just following a guided practice rather than sitting on your own and trying to work with your breath. If that's an anxious trigger for you, try following a guided practice. We have one that the bumblebee breath, which is a, a guided Ayurvedic breathing practice, which is so calming and so Lovely. And I think it's one that's very easy to follow without feeling concerned about fixating on breathing. But you might feel a little silly. You might. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll feel good when you've done it. (laughs) With all that buzzing. But but yes, you will feel good when you're done, for sure. Peace of mind is also about accepting and acceptance what's going on. Labeling your thoughts, being mindful of what they are when they're coming in, and then letting them go. Doing the very best you can not to get stuck by them with having a a big reaction, but to be more in a non-reaction flowing space of, oh, look at that. Isn't that interesting? Noticing how you feel and then letting it go. And understanding that This is what the mind does. Our mind wants to overthink. Our mind wants to compile and control and contain and tell you what's going on and and boss you around based on all of the intel. But that doesn't need to be your reality. You can just be in that space of understanding, oh, isn't that interesting? There that is again. There's that pattern again. There's that inner critic again. There's that thing again. That doesn't mean it always needs to be what you experience. 
Yeah, and to really practice trying to watch without engaging. And that's another practice that we've recorded on Patreon, is a guided practice of watching thoughts. And we give um, guided processes of imagining a leaf floating on a stream or clouds floating by in the, in the sky just as a practice of thought watching and not getting hooked by them. The other thing that you can do is your very best to ignore the mind. Just don't feed unwanted thoughts with attention. When we give attention and react as if our, our chattering thoughts are causes for concern rather than just passing debris in the stream of thought, we increase their intensity and, and energy. So we do our best to ignore it, to be like, huh, well, isn't that interesting? That's where I go with it. Isn't that interesting? Look at all the places you can go. (laughs) (laughs) And to try. And again, that's my way is to find some humor in it when I can. And and to say, huh, isn't that, that's so interesting that that that's where you're going to go with that. And on occasion, my husband would be like, wow, like, why did your mind go there? Because his doesn't. His mind doesn't do that. And, and I can't tell you why, but, but there it is, and, and laugh at it and let it be. Definitely, laughing is good. It brings levity. It means you're not taking it seriously. And it is pretty funny, a lot of what the mind comes up with. And then also practice redirection. That's really a helpful way to move on from wherever you might be and stuck in looping thoughts. Reading is a really powerful way to do this, to redirect the mind. Keep a book nearby that you find inspiring and engaging, something that captures your attention but doesn't increase adrenaline. And my choice as of late is poetry. Poetry, spiritual literature, prayer compilations, positive psychology, learning something new, I do a lot of work with Access Consciousness and, and Dr. Dane here that we've interviewed a couple of times. That's always helpful for me to get back into the question of things and ask myself what else is possible and how does it get any better than this or who does this belong to? Because often what's going through our mind is not even ours. Choose something that holds relevance and interest for you when the mind starts chattering so that you can switch out to reading as attentively as you can. Yeah, and this is such a good practice and a good one for me in the nighttime if my mind, you know, should I wake up in the night and my mind starts um, to just pick up a book and start reading and it calms down pretty quickly and I can put some good thoughts in my mind and get back to sleep. So I always have a book by my bed, sometimes in my bed. Yeah, I have books by the bed, books by the chair, books in my office. I mean, there's there's no shortage of of content that that is out there to to support us in our journey to lighten up and be at peace. Of course, being at peace is also the immersion in the present moment. Mindful activities that hold our mind present in present moment awareness are so incredibly important to keeping your mind managed well. Yeah, really important, which is why there's so much teaching now on mindfulness and and we need it 
so much more now. It doesn't come so naturally to us, but we really need that mindful immersion. Ayurveda teaches that when we observe our mind, it's often rushing back to the past or throwing fear into the future. And that's when we know it's out of balance. So to practice just watching, okay, where is my mind when it's doing that? Is it, is it past or is it future? It won't be in the present because it doesn't do it in the present. So to just practice bringing it back to the present moment, even in the most simple activities like cleaning the house, baking bread, bathing, brushing your teeth, everything, just, you know, just let it be whatever you're doing, one tooth at a time, you know, just be in, in the thing you're doing, um, especially if you can get your hands in the soil and do some gardening, growing vegetables or, or walking outside mindfully, whatever you can do to just bring yourself down, down to just that second, that minute, even tending a house plant, just take the opportunity to, to practice bringing the mind back to the moment, won't give you so much disturbance. Yes. And if you want to dive deeper into this topic, you're welcome to continue on Patreon with us. As a patron for our podcast, you get a deeper dive into some of the topics we cover, as well as over 100 downloads just for supporting our show. Learn more about becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. And thanks so much for listening. We are incredibly grateful that you come back week after week. And thanks, Ananga, 